Welcome to The Money Spot, the show where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, we've got a question from Grace. Hi, Heather. My name's Grace. I recently started investing in stocks and shares, and I want to know the type of returns I should realistically expect. I'm especially interested in knowing how long it will take for my money to double in value. Thank you. Great question, Grace. Thank you for asking it. I'll start by telling you a little story. When I first started working, I didn't believe in long-term investing in the stock market. My philosophy was that you buy shares at a good price, and when the price has gone up high enough, you sell, take the profits, and move on. You know, the old buy low, sell high philosophy. My philosophy has since changed. I believe you should buy shares and ideally never sell them except to manufacture a dividend while you're in retirement. And I'll give you two experiences that turn my thinking on this so radically. I will additionally add that I will sometimes sell an index if I decide that I don't agree with the investing philosophy of the fund manager or if it's a passive fund. Actually, I haven't sold any of my passive investments. I've bought and hold. I've never sold them. So I'm at least sticking on that front. Anyhow, in about 2006, I bought about $2,000 worth of Apple shares. The price at the time was 70 something dollars. And I sold a couple of years later when the price had trebled, feeling like a complete superstar. And rightly, I should have. I had trebled from 2K to 6K. And I was, you know, very early 20s and small amounts of money were big amounts to me. And, you know, 4,000 is not a small amount of money. If I'd held onto those shares, they would now be worth $30,000, maybe more. It actually hurts too much for me to sit down and calculate the exact amount. And I would have additionally enjoyed about 14 years worth of dividends from Apple, which I would have reinvested back into the stock as I always do. Note that the price you see now shouldn't be compared to the price that I paid directly for Apple in 2006, because in about 2014, Apple had a 741 stock split. The way that works is that for every share that you own, they split the share into seven shares, and the price for each one becomes one-seventh of what it was before the 741 stock split. And the lower price is designed to make buying shares more palatable to small investors. Anyhow, I digress only a very little bit so that I can explain what I'm talking about. Had I held the shares to retirement, I could have either benefited from the dividends to support my living in old age, or I could have sold them slowly for income to support my lifestyle in retirement. This sort of selling your stock to make income is called manufacturing your own dividend. Anyway, I'm only 36, so retirement is still a while away for me, as I do enjoy working, and I don't plan to stop working for a good while yet. The second story is what happened to my pension savings from a job that I had that had a defined contribution plan. This is a retirement plan that depends on how the stock market performs. Unlike the traditional workplace pensions, which are almost completely phased out in the private sector nowadays, the income in retirement isn't based on a fixed formula 
that's contingent on your salary. I didn't know much about pensions at the time. This was about 2007 when I started this job. But a colleague of mine called Karen Matthew, and I mention her name because she was, I guess it's her that actually got me to invest in the pension at all. I don't think I would have if it wasn't for her. Anyway, Karen Matthew told me that even if I didn't believe in pensions, I should pay in up until the match because it was free money. And I remember her quote unquoting free money. I think the company matched contributions into the pension scheme up to about a maximum of 3%. And they also put in an amount themselves, whether or not you contributed. And I didn't even know what up until the match meant at that time. I was so green. I was like 24 and clueless. But I listened to her and I did just that. And by the time I left that job five years later, I had just shy of £30,000 in my pension account. And within five years during my self-employment phase, that had grown to £60,000. I mean, it had doubled in just five years and nothing I had ever invested in had ever performed like that. I didn't expect this performance at all. And it's at this point that I started taking the whole investing long-term thing seriously. It made me curious to find out how long it takes for an invested amount to double, which is exactly what you're asking, Grace. And it's at this point that I discovered what they call the rule of 72. With the rule of 72, you take the investment return you expect, divide it into 72, and that's how long it'll take for your money to double. Simple. So, for example, if you're expecting a 10% return, then your money will double in seven years, 72 divided by 10. If you expect a 7% return, then your money will double in about 10 years, 72 divided by 7. It's a very easy calculation. Because my money doubled in five years, it's also quick to calculate that I earned an average return of about 14.4%. So 72 over X equals five years. So X equals 72 over five, if you want to get all geeky for on me. And keep in mind that I wasn't invested in anything fancy at all. All my money in this pension was in a passive global equity tracker. It still is. And my old employer pays all the fees So I just let that pension pot sit there. I can't touch it until I'm about 55. If that money earns at least an average return of 10%, and this is the actual historical stock market average return, so I'm not being optimistic, then over 21 years, the money will double three times. 60K will double to 120K in seven years, and that's by 2024-ish. And it's actually growing faster than this right now. So who knows what will happen. And this 120K will double to 240K seven years after that, which will double to 480K seven years after that. That's by about 2038 when I'm hitting 55. That's insane. All from an initial investment of 30,000 pounds. What? After I figured this out, I was so annoyed at myself for not taking the stock market and pension investing in general more seriously and have been making up aggressively for the last three years. At the end of the day, though, it's not about crazy returns for me. It's about making a commitment to investing healthy amounts monthly. It's very hard for most people, my younger self included, to believe that even 
£100 per month invested over 30 or 40 years will amount to much, but it really is surprising how these small amounts do add up. And this brings me back to the question of what stock market return should you expect for yourself? There are no guarantees in the market, but the 10% average has been remarkably steady for a long time. That said, from year to year, returns are very volatile. You'll only get that average market return if you buy and hold, by the way. If you try to time the market, you generally don't get anything close to the average market return. Personally, I model my investments in Excel based on a 7% gross return. Gross return meaning the return before adjusting for inflation. This would be about 4% after inflation of 3%. My general reading, and this is no more than Googling, suggests that expecting a return after inflation of 6% is realistic. So my 4% net return after inflation is not of optimistic at all. It's 2% less than my general reading suggests. If the experts are telling you to expect a real return of 6%, that would make it a gross return of 9% because inflation tends to average 3%, and using the rule of 72, with your 9% return, you'd expect your money to double every eight years on average. And to ensure you end up with enough money in retirement, I would perhaps base your returns on a slightly lower number like I do, so that either you end up with more money than you need, or so that you can retire earlier than you planned, because you reach your goal much sooner. And that's pretty much all I have to say about doubling your money. So what are our key takeaways today? One, to calculate how long it'll take your money to double, divide your expected return into 72. Two, you only get the average market return if you buy and hold, but don't time the market. Three, model your investment projections using a 7% gross return, which is 4% return after inflation, if you want to be conservative. Four, invest every single month without fail, because every little does count. And five, we haven't actually covered this here, but in addition to investing in equities, invest a portion in something lower risk like bonds or property. Personally, I prefer the property route, and I don't put any of my stock market investments into bonds. Their returns are just so poor, I I don't feel it's worth it right now. But if I didn't have any property, I would be more conservative and maybe put 20% into bonds. The usual suggestion is 60% equities, 40% bonds, or if you're young in in your 20s, 30s, you can start with a sort of 80-90% allocation to equities and reduce it as you, you approach your retirement towards a balance of maybe 40% equities and 60% bonds. But we can cover that sort of balance between equities and bonds if someone asks it. Anyhow, if you're enjoying listening to my podcast, please give me a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts, because it really makes a difference in your ranking in the Apple Podcast app, formerly known as iTunes. If I don't yet deserve your five-star rating, please just send me a message and let me know how I can earn it. I would love to earn your five-star. Send me a question and I'll show you just how thoroughly I will address it. Enjoy! Thank you for listening. 
If you want to ask me a question, read my blogs, or support this show in any way, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to my website. I also now have a few products for you on there. My property course is currently the best rated UK property course on Udemy for people who are starting out and you'll love my notes to debt freedom as well as the pamphlet on avoiding the motherhood poverty trap. Last but certainly not least, if you're enjoying listening to my podcast, I'll be very grateful for your five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If I don't yet deserve your five-star, please let me know how I can earn it. Enjoy! Enjoy!